Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. All but in situations where we find ourselves maybe right now in the middle of this pandemic or we find ourselves in the middle of a job situation where maybe we lost our job or, or maybe something suddenly happened. We find ourselves in an emergency room, okay? It happens suddenly. And while we're sitting there, we're having a conversation with God. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times I would say something like this, God, what are you saying right now? And I think about the Apostle Paul, you know, and, and he was ministering in that city in Philippi. And listen, I want you to hear this. He was sent there. God told him to go to the city. God, and he has amazing uh, success at the city in ministry. People are getting saved. The Holy Spirit is moving. It's incredible. And then just like that, the crowd turns on him because of something that he did. And he finds himself in jail, arrested. He's not only in jail, but he's beaten. He's held in stocks. He and Silas are in the inner jail, beaten, cold. Think about this. Think about this. You've gone someplace because you believe God led you to go there. You had a measure of success. And then all of a sudden, success stopped. And not only did success stop, but you find yourself in the middle of the situation. Like, now what? I'm in jail. I'm tied up. I've just been beaten. I don't know about you, but I would be saying this. God, what are you saying to me through all this? And that's what I want to talk about for the next couple of weeks. God, what are you saying to me? I want us all to dig in and ask that question. God, what are you saying to me? And we're going to talk about the different ways that God can speak to us over the next couple of weeks that I really believe is going to be a blessing and enlightening to all of us. So let's pray and let's get into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the opportunity always to share the word of God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for wisdom and for revelation knowledge to go freely. And Father, I thank you for the here. I thank you that they're blessed and that their ears are open. And Father, no matter what station of life they are in their walk with you, whether they're a newbie or whether they're, they're mature or whether they don't even know you today, Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would reach everybody that is listening today in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. God, what are you saying to me? I can't tell you how many times I have said that, especially now we live in these crazy times. We find ourselves in some crazy situations. Life is not normal. All of us have new normals we're living through. And I find myself saying constantly, God, what are you saying? Even leading this ministry this way, almost every day I find myself saying, God, what are you saying today? So one of the things I want you to know is that God is always speaking to us. And we've known, you know, if you've been around our community and you've been a Christian for a while, you know that God speaks through his word. God speaks to his Holy Spirit. We know that. That's a given, okay? But what if I told you that sometimes God speaks to us through circumstances? 
Or sometimes God can speak to us through timing. Or sometimes God can speak to us through other people. Yeah, especially your spouse. Come on, somebody. Or God can speak to us through the voice of nature. Yeah, I'm going to talk about these four ways that God speaks to us. That we can find ourselves in situations and we're saying, God, what are you saying to me? And we can hear God speaking to us. Today, I want to cover the first two. We're going to talk about how God speaks to us through the voice of circumstances and then how God speaks to us through the voice of nature. All right, so before we do that, you have to, I want to build this foundation that you understand this more than anything, that God wants to make things clear to us. God doesn't want you and I being in the dark. The Lord doesn't want you and I groping around like, you know, we don't know where we're going. The Lord wants us to have answers. Come on, that's, that's good right there. You should turn to somebody if you're sitting next to somebody and say, yeah, he's talking to you. God wants you to have answers, all of us. He wants to. I want you to see the scripture here in Luke chapter 12 and verse 31 through 32. Let's read this together, okay? Look what it says there. It says, but seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well jesus just goes on and he goes through this whole discourse about not worrying and not going and going through a situation where we're, we should be depending on the lord and seeking him because he loves us and he wants to provide for us he wants to give us answers to our prayers he wants to give us answers to our situations all right verse 32 he goes on to say here don't be afraid little flock I want you to see how he, he, he sees us as his little flock, as his children. Don't be afraid, little flock. Don't be afraid, little children. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Isn't this amazing? The Lord is our father, and it pleases him to give us the kingdom, this or to give us those answers or to reveal those things which are to come. It pleases God for you and I to know that when we find ourselves in the middle of a situation and we say, God, what are you saying to me right now? It pleases God to reveal himself to you. Isn't that awesome? Now look, when I'm sharing with you, I believe we're going to need in the days to come. I believe all of us are going to be in situations where, we're gonna, where things aren't normal and we're going to have to make decisions and, and we're going to have to look at stuff and we're going to have to make calls sometimes on the fly. And we have to say to ourselves, God, what are you saying to me in this situation? All right. And so I just want to build your faith right now and get you prepared because I really believe that God is going to speak to us through this message. All right, so circumstance. How does God speak to us in the middle of a circumstance? I found myself one time, years ago when I was single, um, just I was living in a different state, and I was in my young 20s, and just, you know, lonely, wanting to be with somebody. I was working uh, in, in a ministry, and I was traveling, a lot of travel, and uh, it was just one of the situations where I wanted to have somebody in my life, you know? And, and so, but I was gone so much and it was hard to date. And, and so I found myself home for a two week period of time. It was more like a vacation. And it happened to be at the same time that my friend who I was staying with was away. So I was at the house by myself. Well, there was a girl at the church and that I was attending and she, she was single and beautiful, you know, and, and, and the people in the church 
were trying to set us up. They all just thought, you know, the two of us would be great together. And, and we had conversations and we were friends. But deep down inside, I just knew that she wasn't for me. And, but, you know, uh, people kept trying, you know, God bless their hearts. And so, so I found myself home alone this one night. And she calls me. And she says, hey, I got a, I got a new dog. And I want to bring my dog over and let you meet my dog. You know, I've got nothing going on. You've got nothing going on. It's, I'll come over. I was like, sure, come on by. It was great. I was by myself. It was a beautiful summer night. So, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just figured, oh, she's a friend. And, you know, I made up my mind. She's not for me. Well, she shows up at the door and she has her dog. But she is also like really decked out in this beautiful summer outfit and hair done, makeup perfect. And she had this gleam in her eye, like, I'm here with my dog, you know? And I'm like, I could tell this was more than her just bringing her dog over, okay? Now remember, we're alone, all right? I'm lonely, she's lonely. So I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, Dean, you gotta be careful here, you know? You, you, you don't get caught up in something that you're going to regret, okay? And so, you know, but I could tell there was something happening here, you know? And so she came in and she sat on one end of the couch. I sat on the other end of the couch and the dog was in, in the, you know, between us. But I could see, I could, she just had that look. And, and the next thing I know, she's getting closer and closer until we're right next to each other on the couch. And the only thing that's separating us is this dog. And you know what? I'm lonely and I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe I'll give this a try. You know, I'm just, I want to be with somebody. I know she wants to be with somebody. And look at her. She is here. She looks great tonight. All these thoughts are going through my mind. And then a part of me is saying, don't do this. You know, you, you know, you don't give in to this temptation. You're a leader. You're a man of God. All these things are happening to me. And just as I'm starting to lower my guard and I'm just thinking, you know, this is convenient. What's this going to hurt? Let's give it a try. We would have kept it safe. We would have kept it Christian, right? And so just as I'm lowering my guard, I promise you as God is my witness, in the middle of this circumstance, the phone rings. Now, it wasn't a cell phone. We didn't have cell phones back then. I'm kind of dating myself right now. It was the, the phone was in the kitchen. It was, a, it was a wall phone with this really loud ringer, okay? And so... It jolted me out of whatever was happening here, okay? And I, I said, I, I snapped up. So I need to go answer the phone. I was saved by the bell. Come on, somebody. So I went into the kitchen, and I answered the phone. And you're never going to believe who was on the phone. It was my mother. Yes, my mother. And here's what she says. She says, this is so true, I promise you. She says, Dino. She says, the Lord had me call you just now. And he said, whatever you're about to do, don't do. And then she hung up the phone. I'm standing there stunned by what is happening here. I'm still holding the phone in my hand, frozen in time. And I went like this. I went, God, what are you saying to me now? Come on, somebody. You know, something. I needed a two-by-four upside my head, right? I hung up the phone trepidatiously, and I walked out 
back to the living room and I did not sit back on the couch. I sat across on the other side of the room and she knew that there was a change in the atmosphere. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And she knew, man, I, I walked out there like a ghost. I just, I just seen a ghost, you know. And I was like, wow, the Lord moved in this marvelous way on my behalf. And, you know, I, I, I invited her to leave and, and we were good. I got through that situation. But oftentimes... We can find ourselves in the middle of circumstances. And in the middle, something happens, and we have to ask ourselves that question. God, what are you saying to me? We are all in the middle of this circumstance of COVID-19. The pandemic has created a worldwide circumstance where nothing is normal. I mean, I feel sorry for students. I really do, college students. My girls are college students. I feel so sorry for them that they can't enjoy the experiences that I had moving in and making friends and, and doing all the things that happen on, those, on a college campus when you first get there. I mean, they're locked up right now and, and the, everything they, is so limited in what they can do. They're on campus and all classes are virtual right now and I can feel the disappointment from my kids. I can feel the disappointment from other students. There are students right now, you're in high school and I know, my goodness, you're, you're being told you gotta go virtual. You wanna see your friends. You wanna participate in sporting events. You wanna do all the things that we did and you can't, I get it. But here's the deal, in this circumstance, what is God saying? Take a time, take the time in the middle of circumstances to say, God, what are you saying to me? And I promise you, he will speak, I promise you. And he might say things like this, hey, I want you to be a better husband in this circumstance, do you know? I want you to be a little more sensitive to your children. I want you to be a little more sensitive to your wife. He, the Lord might be saying, hey, I want you to understand where your husband is coming from right now in the middle of this pandemic. And maybe the Lord's challenging you to be a better wife. And here's something that I believe more than anything that I believe Jesus is, is challenging all of us. And I hope you let me challenge you right here in the middle of this circumstance. And we're saying, God, what are you saying to me? I believe God is saying, and I believe this is prophetic. He's saying, are you growing closer to Jesus? I believe that's what he's saying to all of us. Grow closer to Jesus. Friends, for what is coming, we're gonna need to be close to Jesus. That's the reason why I really believe this is the time to prepare. This is the time to begin asking ourselves, what do I want the rest of my life to look like? What do I want to do with the rest of my life? We will never have another time, probably in our lifetime, where we can ask ourselves this question. So in the middle of this circumstance, the middle of the circumstance of COVID-19, and we ask ourselves that question, God, what are you saying to me? He will reveal himself to you. I believe it. See, that's the good news just like he showed me very clearly what he was saying to me in the middle of my situation, I promise you, I believe it is the will of God because we read it in Luke chapter 12, that is, he is pleased to give us the kingdom. He is pleased to reveal his purposes to us. He is pleased to reveal those specific 
things that we need to know. What job should I take? My heart goes out to some of you. You're engaged right now, and you're in the middle of the circumstance, and you're having to put off your wedding plans. What is God saying to you as a result of all that? Some of you, you, you had a business plan, and you were getting ready to launch your business, and you had to put it on hold. What is God saying to you? Come on, are you hearing this? Some of you, you're, you're, you're getting, you graduated college, and the, the job market closed because of COVID-19, and you're sitting with this amazing degree, with this ability to do something special with your life, and you can't because there's no opportunity right now. What is God saying to you? It's okay to say, God, what are you saying to me? And I believe he's going to reveal himself. And I, I just, I'll say this again, I really believe one of the things God is saying to all of us in the middle of this circumstance is to prepare and rest. Prepare and rest. Hey, listen. Listen, if, you, you, if that's you, you've got the college degree and there isn't work, just prepare and rest. If you've got that business plan and you re, you're ready to launch it, just prepare and rest. Some of you, you know you're called to ministry. Prepare and rest. I really believe that's what God is saying to all of us in the middle of this pandemic. This is the circumstance we find ourselves in. God, what are you saying to me? Prepare and rest. All right, so now let me, let me just talk about the, the next thing, the, the next thing that God uses to speak to us. I'm gonna talk about timing. Because I often find in my own life that the Lord spoke to me, I'm going to call it like in the voice of timing. It's like I wanted something and I was believing for it. I was seeking and I was praying and the answer didn't come. But when the answer came, I can look back and say, man, that was the right time. And, I, and probably a lot of you have experienced the same thing. Look what this says here in Psalm 31, verse 15. It says, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. So here's David. He's writing this psalm. All right. He's saying, my times are in your hands. He said, he's saying, look, my time, everything in my life, the timing of my life belonged to you, God, but deliver me from this situation. So evidently he was in the middle of something that was hard, something that was putting pressure on him, something that was putting stress on him. He, he, he needed answers. He was looking for answers. And the only thing he could say was, my times are in your hands. Friends, I want you to know something. This is the, the God that we serve, all of us. All of us, I don't care who is watching and who will watch this later, our times are in God's hands. And when you understand that, this peace that passes all understanding will come upon us and we won't stress, we won't fret like I did. I wanted to be married when I was 26 years old. I was starting to enter the ministry. I was doing things in ministry. And I knew, I found out early on that it was easier to do ministry with a life partner. All of the people I was working with, they all had life partners. And then there was me. And so I wanted a life partner. And at 26, I really wanted to be married. 
And so I just kept praying and I kept believing. And the more I prayed about wanting to meet somebody, I I kept being invited to do a bunch of single ministry. And I didn't want to do the single ministry, but it had to be done. And I'm so glad I did it because in the single ministry, God taught me so much. Let me just tell you something right here. Here's a little nugget. I hope you get this. Sometimes to get the things that you want, you have to do the things that you don't want. I didn't want to do singles ministry, but I did it out of obedience, and it ended up being an amazing experience. We grew one of the largest single ministries at the time, okay? So, but I I was praying for a wife at 26, and I didn't get married until I was 33. I didn't meet Jeannie until six years later, and I'm telling you, I look back now, and I've been married for 20 amazing years. She's an amazing wife. Come on, somebody say that in the chat. Jeannie is awesome, okay? But, and here's the deal. I wasn't ready at 26. I thought I was ready. I was trying to convince God that I was ready. Come on, have you ever tried to convince God? I was trying to convince everybody else around me that I was ready, but I wasn't ready, It wasn't until I was 33 that I was ready. And maybe it had something to do with the call on my life. Maybe it had something to do with the mission that was on my life. And I needed to put some more groundwork in before I could take on the responsibilities of a spouse and and, and three beautiful kids that God has given me, this blessed family. Yeah, timing. And I just got to wonder if some of us are in situations the exact same way is God speaking to you in the voice of timing. Man, listen, listen. How much stress and how much anxiety and emotional capital could I have saved from the time I was 26 to 33? Yes, I wasted so much time emotionally. But I gotta tell you, our times are in God's hands. Come on, somebody. Our times are in God's hands, and when it was time, it was time. And listen, listen, I want to be through this pandemic as much as anybody else wants to be through this pandemic. I love being with you. I'm Italian. I love to be in person, right? Oftentimes, I get a chance to be with little groups of people up here, and, and it's so amazing. I love being with you, and I miss being with you. And I want this thing to be over with. But it's not time. Our times are in God's hands. In the middle of this timing situation, we need to be asking ourselves, God, what are you saying to me? How is he preparing us? How is he getting ready to set some things up in the future? When I was 26, God was already working on my future. He was already working on stuff. He had the timing. My time is in his hands. Your time is in his hands. But here's the conflict. There's always this conflict. When you start thinking about, God, what are you saying to me in the middle of the circumstance? What are you saying to me about the timing? The conflict that we're always going to face is the conflict of having a troubled heart in the middle of all of it, just like I was experiencing a troubled heart. I wanted to be married, okay? And so in the middle of having this troubled heart, we don't hear clear. We don't see clear. 
fact, we don't even uh, put ourselves in a position to say, God, what are you saying to me clearly? When your heart's all messed up and it's all full of trouble. I wonder that day what Paul and Silas were doing in prison. I wonder what they were doing. Think about the trouble they had in their heart. Think about the anxiety and the stress and the pressure that was on them. They were doing the will of God. And now they find themselves in jail. And nobody is coming to rescue them. Like in their mind, their life is over now. Okay? But what did they do? What did they do? Come on, Pastor Anton talked about this just recently. What did they do? While they were in chains, while their backs were bleeding, they were worshiping and giving praise to God. You know what I think they were doing? I think they were keeping the trouble away. They knew that they served a supernatural God. And somehow this supernatural God that they served, the one that they saw do things for them over and over again, somehow was going to deliver them out of this situation. So they kept the trouble away. And I just believe that they just sat there and as they worshiped and they praised God, that's when the earthquake happened. I don't believe the earthquake happened because they were worshiping and praising God, but I believe they were in a place where they were keeping their heart at peace. They were keeping the trouble out of it, and bam, God supernaturally set them free. This is amazing. Man, it was so incredible because the jailer, the jailer that had just whipped them, the jailer that had just just, just beat them uh, 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 in this horrible way. The Bible, uh, uh, or history tells us that jailers were often retired uh, Roman commanders. So these were big people. These are people that understood authority and they understood how they were gonna whip people into shape. That's who this jailer was. And think about this. After the earthquake, and when all the prisoners could escape, the jailer was going to take his life because he knew that one escaped prisoner means that it, it would cost him his life. And Paul and Silas said to the man, we're all here, please, don't, don't harm yourself. Paul, he tells the jailer, don't harm yourself. Come on, get a picture of this. This is the same guy that just beat him. And in this amazing situation, Come on, in this amazing circumstance, in this amazing timing, the Lord leads this jailer to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? He not only leads the jailer to Jesus, but he leads the whole family to Jesus. And then tradition and history tells us that once Paul left, this jailer retired and he actually began to pastor the church that Paul planted there. Come on, isn't this amazing? God. What are you saying to me? What is God saying to you? And I want to encourage you guys. Get rid of that troubled heart. I believe God wants to speak to us in the middle of our circumstances. God wants to speak to us in the middle of timing. But we're going to have to get rid of that troubled heart. I want to close with this last scripture. And I, and I hope this is really ministering to you guys. The scripture says here in Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven, it says, don't fret or worry. Guys, stuff is going to happen over this next period of time. It's gonna get darker. It's gonna get darker. But the Bible says right here, don't fret. Don't worry, come on. Instead of worrying, 
pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. This is the will of God for the child of God. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Listen, Jesus, Jesus wants to displace all the worry all the stress, all the pain, all the anxiety, but you've got to trust him. You've got to trust him. I am asking you to remove that troubled heart. Put yourself in a position of preparation and ask the Lord to take those worries, all that stress, all that anxiety, and turn it into that peace that passes all understanding. We all have this ability to walk through our circumstances with the peace of God. We all have this ability to walk through timing situations with the peace of God. And then when we say, God, what are you saying to me? You hear clearly. And I just believe God is gonna speak very clear to us in the weeks to come when we simply put ourselves in a position to say, God, what are you saying to me? And you know, all of this begins by first understanding how much God loves us. Oh, that scripture says, don't worry little flock. He, that's how the Lord looks at us, it's his flock his beloved children, children that he loves and that he cares for. God's not caught by surprise by any of the things that we're in. We just have to trust our loving Heavenly Father that he's gonna walk us through this and he's going to speak clearly to us. I believe he's speaking clearly to some of you right now, I do. But the beginning of understanding and receiving all that God has for us is coming to the place where we say, Jesus, I'm going to surrender my life to you. I must recognize that you are the author and the finisher of life. I must recognize that I'm lost without you. And you may be watching right now, you said, I don't know Jesus that way. Great, I wanna lead you to my Jesus right now. See, I knew Jesus religiously. I knew him like, like stories and fables but I didn't know that I could actually develop a personal relationship with him. I didn't know that he not only could be my Lord and my savior and help me start a new life, but I didn't know that he would also become my friend. And then when I find myself in situations, circumstances and timing where I could say, God, what are you saying to me? And let him talk to me. He wants to talk to you too, but it begins by receiving him as personal savior. So right now, wherever you are, if you say, Pastor Dino, I don't know Jesus like that, but I want to know Jesus that way, then I wanna pray with you right where you are right now. Repeat this prayer after me. Come on, we're gonna do it together. And I wanna lead you 
to my Lord, my Savior, and my friend, Jesus. Pray something like this. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I surrender my life to you now. I ask you to give me a new life. Give me a fresh start. I believe that God sent you to the earth to die for my sins. And I believe God raised you from the dead to pay for my sins. And right now I believe you are my savior. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.